0: Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Settenberg, joined by Griffin Warner. We talk some baseball, get you set for Monday's slate of games and some series that begin coming up here on Tuesday as well. But Griffin, let's start with the hottest team in baseball, and that is the Oakland A's, winners of five (laughs) straight games after finishing off a sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers break up the break up the A's now.
1: I mean, Vegas, they're already pumped, you know, they uh, haven't gotten their stadium approved apparently. Um, but I'm sure that'll come now that the, once the news trickles down to the desert from, uh, from, I guess, Silicon Valley or whatever we want to call it. But yeah, a pretty bad look for the pirates and the Brewers. So I think of the first uh, top two teams in the NL central, um, that looks like a disaster. Can we motion to
0: remove that automatic playoff berth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some people would like that. But in, in all seriousness, though, the, the A's are tied for the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball at five with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are three and a half games up in first place in the National League West. If I told you that on, as we record this, on Sunday night, June 11th, that on June 11th the Diamondbacks would be in first place in the West – your response would have been what? Um, are we talking AAA records or hmm.
1: what are we talking about here? I mean, it's
0: awesome. Corbin Carroll literally
1: just goes the opposite way every time with power. It's awesome. He, he's he been so good. Somehow they've been doing it with a like bottom-tier bullpen, which could get fixed if they have um, some interest, which sounds like they should at the trade deadline. Uh, that's, to me, how I feel about the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. Uh, though it does seem like they've
0: been figuring it out so far. The Mets have lost eight of nine. They're 31-35, nine and and a half games out of first place, and 3 only three games out of a wild card spot, but staring up at a boatload of teams ahead of them. What has been going wrong with the Mets? Uh, I think a lot of expectations, um, a lot of money spent on old
1: pitchers, which have, uh, either got suspended for 10 games, maybe showed up 10 games late in the season because of old body parts getting hurt. Um, they haven't hit very well. Then Pete Alonzo goes in the IL and we've seen, I mean, got one run today on a solo shot against Mitch Keller. Didn't really do much. And they had two hits for a lot of the game until a late rally in the ninth. Um, it's kind of a danger zone because, uh, Steve Cohen and Sack Capital is not going to stand for this for too long but um, there's not a lot you can do to really change a makeup in season and we're it's not like the beginning of the year anymore. We're kind of getting towards that all-star break where teams are starting to like really look what they're gonna look like Of course there'll be changes down the stretch and I imagine the Mets will get better but
0: ultimately you can't dig yourself this big of a hole. Let's take a look at the schedule coming up here for Monday. It's going to start with the Braves, who are taking on the Tigers. The Tigers have lost nine straight games, had a lead on the Diamondbacks on Sunday, and then blew it in the late innings, especially in the ninth. Uh, The Braves will send Charlie Morton, to the mound and uh, not sure what the Tigers are going to do with their pitching situation yet. looks like Alexander could get the start for them, but that hasn't been decided yet. The Braves obviously heavy favorites.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I really thought early start tough in that like Peacock um, brunch game for some people, but the further you get West, the more likely you're waking up early and forgetting to set a fantasy lineup game. Um, But you know, had a big lead, hit Zach Allen pretty hard and still didn't hold on to a win. They've been moving their closer around. Alex Lang was pitching, I think, in the seventh in a high leverage spot today. Um, then miraculously got through that. He'd been struggling a little bit lately, but then there uh, didn't have a closer for the ninth and uh, gave up a bigger lead then. So it um, seems like A.J. Hinch is not really accustomed to dealing with what he doesn't have. Back when he had the Astros and they were cheating, I mean, things seemed really good then. Now he's on a bottom-tier franchise. It seems like it's destined to uh, be looking for draft picks. And I don't really know how you back them against a Braves team that should uh, double the amount of runs they score if they're anywhere close to up to par for
0: the Atlanta Braves. Rockies are at the Red Sox. Connor Seabold gets the start for Colorado. James Paxton for Boston. And this is a Sunday night fade as Boston played in New York here on Sunday night baseball. And then we'll travel home to play a home game on Monday night.
1: Yeah, you know, Colorado, uh, a team I'm looking to bet against as much as I can. They had a pretty good series with San Diego. At least got a win today. So they didn't get swept guaranteed because they got one win thanks to a what looked like it might have been a long, lengthy rain delay, but they finished the game eventually, so uh, maybe it wasn't too bad. But the Rockies, Bats, um, once they leave Colorado, they don't hit anymore. So this is going to be a really good situation. James Paxton, a really tough lefty to come up against. Um I don't really see a spot where I want to back the Rockies and I got to say they're they're limited bats away from Coors Field even limit my interest in betting overs with them too in Fenway.
0: Yeah, I think the way to apply the Sunday night fade here would be to go with the, the game under because the Sunday night fade usually results in the team playing off the Sunday night having a slow game and not a lot of runs and we know the Rockies just aren't going to score so maybe the under is the way to go at Fenway. Giants are at the Cardinals. Logan Webb gets the start for San Francisco. Matt Liberatore for St. Louis. San Francisco's minus 125 as the Cardinals continue to step in their own way. Huh. I
1: mean, it's tough to, to see the Giants as a favorite here, especially based on what we thought about teams coming into the year. But it's completely deserved. Logan Webb has been awesome. Um, his sinker or changeup or something down in the zone that doesn't allow you to lift the balls and working really well. Um, that should work even with a lot of St. Louis uppercut planes uh, of their swings. I just They haven't really done it enough this year to really trust in this powerful lineup to fi- finally suddenly turn it on against one of the best pitchers to start the year. Um, I don't really buy it or see it. I, I think Libertor was a big prospect who's never really delivered on anything. Uh, was awful last year. Has been much better this year. Got hit hard by the Rangers his last start, which they're hitting everybody. But still, I, I'm not surprised or impressed by him. Uh, San Francisco bullpen's been pretty good. Uh, Had an easy one today. Brandon Crawford got the last three outs, actually. I think pitched a scoreless ninth inning. Um, That's how much of a blowout it was against the Cubs. But uh, good for San Francisco. Should be really well-rested. I was kind of hoping to get them an underdog, but
0: uh, clearly that's not the case. The Angels will take on the Rangers. Tyler Anderson going for the Angels. Dane Dunning for Texas. Rangers minus 160, total nine and a half. It's hard for me to get used to these prices being so gigantic on, on the
1: Rangers, um, though they went to Tampa, lost a series finally, uh, though I thought they were very competitive. Um, game two with Evaldi, like they're getting a fair amount of respect were almost a pick them at the closing line. So um, had a tough one today against McClanahan, but still got three runs off of him. So, I mean, still pretty impressed by the Rangers. Haven't been a huge buyer so far this season, but. They're doing what they need to do, and they're facing an Angels team that just routinely disappoints. Tyler Anderson looks like one of the worst free agent pickups, nothing close to what he was doing for the Dodgers last season. So I don't really see a reason to back the Angels. Don't really like their bullpen, don't like Texas's either. But uh, if you're backing the Angels here, you need Tyler Anderson to rediscover something he hasn't shown this year. And you
0: need their bullpen to somehow hold on to a lead, which I don't know that they'll do on the road. The Reds, who might be the most exciting team in baseball now with Ellie De La Cruz, who had a couple of more infield singles this weekend. Like The guy hits a ground ball to second base, and he's safe. It's unbelievable. Uh, They'll take on the Royals. Kansas City's favored. They're minus 115 with Zach Granke on the hill. Luke Weaver goes for Cincinnati. The Reds just took two of three from the Cardinals. I like Cincinnati as the road dog here. Yeah, I feels a little weird to me that they're
1: underdogs, but Zach ricky has been hot, you know, as as hot as Zach Ricky can go with like one K per inning or something like that recently. That's probably a season high, um, but he's been a little bit better stretch. You could argue that the Royals bullpen is better or superior to Cincinnati's, though. I do really like uh, Cincinnati closer Alex Diaz, but uh, or Alexis Diaz, but. Um, Luke Weaver, you know, he's always been close, uh, never really delivered on the the kind of pedigree. I think he just got built up too high as going to be this savior for the Cardinals and then never really latched on, got traded to the Diamondbacks. That didn't really work. Um, it will be a really nice park for him to pitch in, though. It's hard to hit the ball out of Kansas City and the Royals don't really have a, a roster built of power hitters. They're trying to get that way, but I think it's going to be a
0: long, heavy lift for him. So I like Cincinnati as well here. Marlins are at the Mariners. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. Bryce Miller for Seattle. Seattle minus 130. Low total, 7.5. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's really hard to see Seattle scoring runs. Um, They had some good opportunities to get back in the game against the Angels today in Anaheim. Didn't really work out for them. Uh, Bryce Miller with a weird flip-flop. He was supposed to go today on Sunday, but ended up getting switched to this Monday night game. Logan Gilbert filled in, pitched Sunday on shorter rest normal rest but still shorter than I think was expected and got bombed and I feel like he's probably not happy about this but it's almost like Seattle chose to give Bryce Miller's been really struggling an easier uh assignment against the the visiting Miami Marlins instead of having to pitch on the road in in Anaheim at the Big A against Mike Trout and Shohei Otani I don't know if this is going to work out Jesus Lizardo's been really good at times um it's really just based on how much he locates and how good his fastball is because he's still so fastball reliant and everyone in the big league can hit a fastball. So, um, thought Miami played fairly well in Chicago, but kind of just hung around and waited for the Chicago, White Sox bullpen to blow up. I don't think they'll get so lucky because Seattle's, especially getting Andres Munoz back, they'll be even deeper in their bullpen, which has always, I think, been a strength for them. Um, I, I get, Seattle being a slight favorite because I think they have to be because Miami doesn't get a lot of respect. They don't hit it very well. But uh, I don't blame anyone for wanting to fade Bryce Miller in this situation because he's been absolutely
0: atrocious the last two starts, and there's a lot of people that were pointing to him regressing to the mean. Phillies are at the Diamondbacks. Matt Strom goes for Philadelphia. Tommy Henry for Arizona. I mentioned the Diamondbacks with five straight wins, eight of ten. They're in first place in the West. They're a small favorite here at home, minus 115. Yeah, it feels pretty cheap, uh, especially because if you think about
1: Strom coming out and starting for Philadelphia, he's not probably going to go more than five innings. Maybe five will be a maximum. Probably, they'd be delighted to get five innings out of him because he's been kind of s- like circling between bullpen and rotation. Uh, Tommy Henry got hit pretty hard by Washington earlier this, this week, though, so uh, that's not a great, I guess, situation. And then to try to back him, who looked like his numbers were good to start the year and had some really good matchups. Uh, I think it was supposed to make two starts last week, but now it's, it's starting here, I think, because of one of the weather uh, or air humidity or whatever the air problem uh, postponements that happened earlier this week. But um, I, I'm i interested in Arizona as, the, as a slight favorite. I feel like they're better uh, at home and, and should be a higher-priced team. Maybe not better than Philly, because Philly's still pretty strong, but I'm still really hesitant, or and I'm hesitating with that Arizona bullpen
0: having to back them in that situation. The Rays will head to Oakland to take on the hottest team in baseball. Zach Eflin will take on James Caprillion. Tampa Bay 267. The A's <laughs> five straight wins. And if you did a money line rollover, starting with the first game of this winning streak, and then just kept going and pushed your money for the next game, now that they've won five straight, your initial $100 investment, you'd be up. Eighteen hundred and twenty nine dollars. Wow, a nice little eighteen hundred percent gain. Uh, you
1: know that'd be cool, but uh, you know if you were also doing that for the rest of the season, you would have gotten to uh, two and lost every time because I <laughs> only they had one consecutive gains before the streak uh, had had occurred. So once they set, once they tied their record, maybe a two game winning streak, and then you know. Maybe they'll win out and uh, set that wins record, or I think they're going to still finish behind the Seattle Mariners of 2001 or whatever year that was. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I feel like the streak's going to end, uh, sorry to say, but I think Zach Aflin's starting for Tampa. Uh, he's had a really good start to the year. Seems like just another reclamation project. Um, Tampa also traded for Robert Stevenson to bolster their bullpen even more from, from Pittsburgh, who I got a bunch of holds early to start the year and I'm kind of surprised they gave up on him, but you know, the just pick up, they find the they find the dimes that are out there and uh, turn them into far more than what they, they paid. And uh, I think Oakland, it's been a really nice story, but they're facing a team that's like the most capable offense in all of baseball also knows what they're doing as rocket scientists or something like that, telling everyone how to play each day. And it's worked for Tampa for a long time. I'm sad to say it but I think the baby A's uh will not their win streak will not hit 6.
0: Taking a look at series beginning on Tuesday, Yankees and Mets will begin a series in Queens, Max Scherzer against Luis Severino in the opener. Uh, the Mets have just been a disaster lately, but it's not like the Yankees uh ha- are doing well ever since Aaron Judge went on the IL. You know, you look at uh without Judge cuz he left that, you know, in the Dodgers series, yep. right? They've only won three games and they've lost four. So uh, and that includes winning the last game in L.A. So three and four without Aaron Judge in the lineup. And the most runs they have scored in a game was five in that loss against the White Sox in the doubleheader. So Yankee offense has been struggling without Judge. Max Scherzer's on the hill. But then again, the Mets are a disaster right now. Yeah, I mean the Yankees, you can point to injuries being a big
1: problem. I mean, DJ LeMay, who doesn't seem to be, he seems like he's hit over the hill really quickly, or maybe this is just the, the bad portion of his season and he'll turn it around. But um, a lot of his, his stats look really, really ugly right now. Um, Willie Calhoun. I don't think anyone was expecting him to take so many um, at bats in the three hole this season for, for the Bronx bombers um, still feel like he should be at another team where he could hide his weight a little bit better, but, Anyway, say la vie. I digress. Um, I I do think the Mets have bigger problems with Alonso's absence. I mean, imagine like if you bought a ticket for this Subway series and then all of a sudden we're seeing that both Alonso and Aaron Judge are on the the IL. That's got to be tough. But that's kind of the state of both those franchises right now. Um, Scherzer hasn't been great. Um, He's tough to trust, you know. Uh, I do think that the Yankees um, have a much better bullpen that's much more trustworthy because they have, whatever they were expecting to have at their closer position, whereas the Mets thought it was certified until they lost that in the World Baseball Classic. But, I mean, I don't know if, if you feel more comfortable about Severino than I do, but I was starting to be like, okay, maybe he might be kind of an undervalued type of play this year,
0: but he's kind of struggled ever since coming off the IL. Yeah, he got rocked in LA, and, and then he gave up a boatload of runs to Chicago. looks like we have two pitchers that just don't know how to pitch without sticky substances in Max Scherzer and Luis Severino. All right, Griffin, before we get to a best bet here for Monday's slate, why don't you remind people how to save some money at pregame.com? Yeah, use the promo code BALL20.
1: Singular, BALL, BALL20. That's a lot Uh, of walks. A lot of walks. That's what we're rooting for. Every time we play an over, we don't need any hits. Just all walks. Just rooting for balls. BALL20, 20% 20 off for all listeners of MLB Podcasts. Only only for the listeners of our podcast. Please use Ball20. You might listen to other podcasts, but use Ball20. It gives us some credit. It's good for seven days in the podcast release. you got until June 18th, but don't wait. We're getting closer and closer to the All-Star break. Some good money to be made this week, especially on this Monday card that we've discussed for you at length. Um, also want to mention the uh, MLB SummerSlam $500 contest, top three places all in pregame bulk dollars. It started on June 1st, but you can still get in uh 50 minimum picks need to be made by the all-star break so you might you're not running out of time but it's probably a good idea to get in there so you don't have to though, go throw 50 plays in the last few days uh but most most net units is what besides the contest winner of the most net units minimum 50 plays maximum 100 wins 500 dollars in pre-game bulk dollars second place 250 third place 100 best of all it is free to enter so go jump in there go find your way uh win some picks use our picks you know they they can make you some money in the contest as well um and i think for my best bet for this one and you might be joining me in a little bit on this i wouldn't be shocked but i really like cincinnati and luke weaver i feel like as an underdog on the road in kansas city i'm happy to go against Zach grinky who's i think gonna have a lot of trouble um trying to keep cincinnati off off of his fastball really just trying to keep them off balance for uh, an entire nine inning stretch seems really tough with this red
0: legs team right now so I like the Reds as a slight underdog on the road. That's a double best bet. That was my best bet going with the Reds here. Uh, You can get anywhere from, you know, even money, minus 105, and jump on it early because money is going to come in on this Reds team. I promise you that. And if you'd like to, you know, sprinkle on the player props, uh, you know, maybe take a look at an Ellie de la Cruz total bases. Over one and a half total bases for De La Cruz is plus one twenty-five at DraftKings right now. So uh I'll give that as like maybe a second best bet. Over one right. and a half total bases for Ellie de la Cruz. Sweet. Uh so we're we're very red leg
1: heavy tomorrow. So uh boo to the Royals, I guess. But <laughs> Jack Griggs on the other side, you know, he's uh maybe he'll I don't know if you saw the story that came through about just throwing only hanging cement mixing fastballs to uh, to the first baseman who's Joey Votto, because he's so good at picking up a spin. He knew he'd be surprised and take him. Um, yeah. Get out there. Zach Greinke. who knows what mind games he's playing in this one. Reds have been playing plenty of mind games with everything they're playing. Dodgers looked really afraid of them in that series beginning of last week, especially of your guy, Ellie De La Cruz. So let's go get a first inning double and uh, knock out the prop and then win that game.
0: Well, he's going to homer in his first at bat. So there, that'll that'll get it done as well. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Zadenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition.